Welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I am your host, Adam Dash. And today I am joined by someone who I've talked to on Twitter for what seems like the past three years. One of the big authority figures on hip hop Twitter, our favorite community, Mavi. Welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? Thank you so much for the invite, man. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this invite, to be honest. After I saw Joey was getting on here, I was like, it's my time now. Yeah, it's your time to shine. I don't, before we get into the Grammys, because I'm very excited to talk about that, I'm curious, is there a different view of hip-hop in Portugal than there are in the States, where are some artists looked at as a better artist and where you're from than maybe what United States people think of rappers? Um, to be honest, can you repeat the question? So like, what do you mean? Like, is Kendrick, Drake, and Cole, are they regarded as the best three rappers in Portugal, or is that more of like an American oh, notion? I get it. So here, the 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 rapper that's considered considered the best is easily Eminem. Okay. Yeah. Mostly all over the country, they all think Eminem is the best, and obviously Kendrick Lamar and J Cole and Drake also get a lot of love, but they're not seen as good as Eminem. Yeah. I honestly think that's a whole worldwide thing. He is. Yeah. That's why. That's why, uh, in my opinion, Eminem is overrated because. If you mm. go outside of America, if you go outside of the people that actually know hip hop and actually study hip hop and actually listen to hip hop on a, on a daily basis, like Eminem is just their goat. That's a hot. That's a hot take you got there. Cause I I think every person who really loves hip hop goes through an Eminem phase at some point in their life. Usually it's earlier in life, and you get really into like lyrics. But I yeah. think that those first three albums they 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 cemented him. He's. No, for sure. Those those three albums are amazing, <laughs> classic albums. But in terms of the rest of his discography, in terms of longevity, he doesn't hold up to rappers like Nas or yeah. Jay Z, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, I can understand it. We yeah. got we all look at it differently. But to get into the big topic of the week, something that angers everyone like no thing. Even though we all hate it, we still give it so much power. The Grammys happened this past Sunday. And before we break down all the specific hip-hop winners, categories, what we thought should have changed, what are your thoughts of the Grammys? Listen, so like you said, it's hard. The Grammys, in my opinion, is something that is very important if you win it. As an Mm -hmm. artist, if you win it, it's an amazing moment. Look at what happened to Killer Mike. I think the, man. He, uh, the streams on his albums went increased by 700%. Crazy. It was the biggest night of his life career-wise. So it can definitely be an impact to certain artists. Obviously, to some others, it doesn't matter that much. I think for Drake, it wouldn't matter much mm-hmm. to him. So it depends a bit of, of the artist in that perspective. But I still think it's really important but still, it shouldn't di- dictate what our opinions are. Like, if, yeah. if we think that's the best album, then it's the best album. Does doesn't matter if it didn't win, win a Grammy. So, and also, just because an album didn't win a Grammy doesn't um, doesn't lose any value. Yeah. It's just, it's a good thing to have, but it's not the end-all, be-all, yeah. basically. I think that's a perfect way to describe it. Awesome if you win. Cool to talk about. But we all know that certain albums... Haven't made that stage yet. There definitely are some changes that have to happen to the awards. I think No ID does work with the Grammys for hip-hop, but the hip-hop not being shown on live TV angers me so much because 
for one, hip-hop's one of the most popular genres. I feel like people want to see who won that award. Like, I told my parents that it was already announced, and they're like, really? Like, even they were surprised, and they don't like hip-hop. I just think... That's and, so annoying. And Hove started talking about it in that speech. He's like how Will Smith boycotted, and he didn't really finish his point fully. But hip-hop deserves to be on the main show. There's no reason why it shouldn't be mentioned. It's the bigger genre. It's the bigger genre in the world. Yeah. Does it make any sense? Like, they did do an award for Latin artists, which is awesome for Latin artists. But I'm like, really? They, like, they didn't talk about hip-hop, but they talked about Latin artists. Which, no disrespect, they're great artists. Carol G, shout out to her and her win. But I was like, damn, no hip-hop. That's crazy. Carol G is big. She is She's big. doing big moves. So to get into the specific... To go to the specific awards, we'll break down who was nominated, who won, and our thoughts on maybe if some artist or song should have made it instead. First, we have best rap performance, which I don't even know what that means based on the artist and songs they chose. The winner was Killer Mike, Scientists and Engineers, featuring Future and Andre 3000. And the other nominees were Coil Ray, Players, big TikTok song, Drake and 21, Rich Flex, great song, Black Thought, Love Letter, and... I might have, I have a hot take about this song. I'm not a fan of it. Baby Keem and Kendrick, the Hillbillies. That song was made as a joke, was just them having fun. For it to have been nominated for a Grammy, to me, makes no sense. But also this Facts. award. Facts. Thank you. You support me? It was Facts. fine. I didn't like it that much. To me, it, that song being nominated for best rap performance just really shows the bias they have towards certain artists. Like, they love these Kendricks, they love these lyrical like, machines, and of course they're amazing, but the Hillbillies is a cover to a, a Drake song. Yeah. And to be honest, it's not even better than the Drake song. But that's debatable, no. but, but still, it's, it's not the best rap performance, shouldn't be top five, shouldn't be anywhere Should near that conversation. They made it as like a joke, like you can tell they kind of just freestyled it, so... And you touched on how certain artists are awarded more at the Grammys. And it's interesting that no hip-hop album is ever nominated for album of the year. Which a lot of the albums that are usually nominated for album of the year are pop albums that aren't actually written by the artist who performed those albums. And hip-hop is such a personal genre. Adam, I, love that. I love that you brought that up. If you, if you know what happened in the Grammys, the only two times a hip-hop album ever won album of the year was twice yeah with uh, outcasts um speaker box the love below yeah and miss lauren hill yeah the miseducation of lauren hill and if you analyze those albums they're not they're not even like fully fully rap albums like yeah. they're very experimental they have a lot of singing so to me that just shows that they don't value poor hip-hop pure rap lyricism in the matter that it's enough to to win a, a Grammy for album of the year and to, com to compete with a genres like pop like you know those those mainstream genres yeah it makes no sense and I'm not sure who beat to pimp a butterfly for album of the year I know Kendrick was nominated for that it was Taylor Swift 1989 wow like respect I don't I don't listen to Taylor Swift I'm sure I'm sure there's hit songs on an album but he dropped the best hip Debatably, but for me, I think it's the best hip-hop album ever. But political-wise, like, the importance of that album, like, Taylor just didn't write the songs on that album, or all the songs. And we have a man who wrote everything and was behind the production. It's just, it's very disappointing. But also, Kendrick's the only one they seem to nominate nowadays for album of the year. 
Cole can't get that nomination. Drake's not getting the nomination. Kanye's not getting the nomination. It's a... Uh, it's rough out here. No, I don't know how Utopia wasn't considered for the best album of the year category. I Oh my God. So t- last night I went on Spaces on Twitter uh-huh. and talked about people that are inside the industry and Joey as well. Yeah. And there was a big discussion as to the Grammy categories and where should Travis Scott be placed in which category. Yes. And that yeah. sparked a, a big, big discussion, a big conversation uh, so what do you think about that? Which which category should Travis Scott be placed in? So are you referring to like how there's a melodic rap performance and how there's straight rap performance? Or are you saying is Travis not even like with people? People's argument was the Grammys will always be biased towards more lyrical yes. rap albums, and Travis will never win a Grammy if he, if he keeps being placed in the rap album category. They're saying she, yeah. he should be placed in maybe pop. And maybe, okay. I don't know, make, you know? Okay, that's interesting. Because I was thinking, like, R&B, that wouldn't make sense. But pop, it is kind of pop. That's interesting. I think it's very hard because, for one, I you seem to have liked Utopia a lot. It was very disappointing to me. I At this point... Really? At this point, I only listened to I Know. I didn't like it that much. But let's say... And it sucks. People say Astro World was, was robbed. It... Like, Swimming or Daytona should have won. I didn't think... I love Astroworld. I think it's a classic album. That was a hard year. That was probably the best hip-hop nominations we've ever had. Because that was... Cardi has, like, the highest-selling album ever. Whatever about that. Swimming, right up there. It's one of, one of the best albums ever. Daytona, one of the best albums ever. Astroworld, and you have Victory Lap, Nipsey Hustle. So you had two artists who had passed away with their final albums. You had Pusha T bringing back that boom-bap hard... That was a hard year. I don't think he was robbed. Do you think he was robbed? They gave it to the worst album. They they did. But I don't think he would have won if they gave it to the second place. No, yeah. To me, to me, robbed is a is a is too much of a word to associate that yeah. Grammy win, that Grammy loss. I mean, in 2018 and this year as well. I don't think he was he was robbed. I don't think he was robbed. Yeah. I love Utopia. It's an amazing album. But I understand why they picked Killer Mike. Yeah. I get it. I th- and think- to be honest, this year, they, have, they had one of the best nominations for Rap Album of the Year. I love I loved all the five albums. I didn't, like, I was happy with any of the albums winning. So just to, just yeah. to say that. To address your, so your original question of should Travis be in a different category, I feel like this would be a weird comparison. But you were saying how like it's kind of like pop music. It's kind of like if there was a really, really great comedy movie that came out, and you're like, it honestly deserves to be moved, like one of the, nominated for an Oscar for best movie. But the fact that it's a comedy album, it's like a little less serious. I think that's kind of what you're getting at with like Travis Scott because it's more pop and more melodic. It's not looked at with the critical nature that a To Pimp a Butterfly is looked at, uh, Igor, Call Me If You Get Lost, all these past hip hop winners. But it's funny because Cardi B did win. Having winning, she won because it was the highest selling album, which Utopia was. So there's a lot of contradictions with. That's that's the thing. That's my my issue with the Grammys. They are so inconsistent. Like if they gave it to the to one of the most popular albums, I get it every year. But listen, this year they gave it to the less popular, popular album, to the less popular artist. But then last year 
They didn't even nominate The Forever Story by J.I.D. They didn't even nominate Melt My Eyes by Denzel Curry. Crazy. But nominated DJ Khaled and, G and Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, yeah. Where's the consistency? Yeah. I don't get it. So that's, that's the issue. And I'm, I guess we can have this discussion now. Uh, people think there should be subgenres. Like, should there be a trap album of the year or trap performance versus lyrical performance? But I think the issue with that, I think it's a great concept is that artists bend genres now. So Travis Scott has songs in the album that are more boom bappy. He has West Side Gun on a song. So is that considered, is that a trap album or is that a pop album? I think it's too hard to actually put these albums in categories because they blend. It's so hard to define. It's so hard to define for sure. But I think it's the label uh, and the artists that actually define where they want to submit yeah. the album, like in which category. So if they thought it was best place in rap, who are we to to say yeah. differently but I know Tyler complained that Igor was placed in hip hop he's like that was not a hip hop album he's like that was more of a pop album so that's mm -hmm. another interesting debate uh, yeah. I don't know what the solution to the Grammys is but another category is melodic rap performance the people nominated for that were Lil, the winner was Lil Durk and Cole shout out to my goat Cole All My Life winning Sizzle Low Drake and 21 Spin About You Doja Cat Attention Burn A Boy and 21 Sitting On Top Of The World I'm not even sure is Burna Boy considered a rap artist. SZA is not a rap artist, so I'm, I don't know why these were nominated for melodic rap. Also, don't really know what that category means. Like, I guess you're... <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Dude, and Do Doja Cat, I mean, Painted Town Red was that actually... Better. Look, that would... Painted Town Red, I think, was nominated for Best Pop Song. Or, was or, what, he, it was in the pop category. But then... How is the tension in the rap Melodic category? rap. It doesn't make sense. Melodic and honestly, rap. Spin About You is kind of more of an R&B song than it is a rap song. So let's just, that category just has some work to do. They got to, <laughs> <laughs> they got to fix that it's one. It's such a mess. It's such a mess. But here's the category I'm most angry about because album of the year, at the end of the day, they, it wasn't a great mainstream year for hip hop. So they kind of chose wrong, but best rap song. Winner was Killer Mike, Scientist Engineers. Very Grammy-type winning song. I could see it. I get it. The other nominations, Drake and 21, Rich Flex. Very much like that song. But now we get to the tricky area. Uzi, Just Wanna Rock. That is not a rap song. That is a dance song. Hmm. Like, I just wanna rock. rock. Like, he's not spitting on that. Is that... I don't know why <laughs> Labo's best rap song. Then we have Ice Spice, Nicki, Barbie World, which... From a popularity standpoint, sure, but is it like a best rap song? And then lastly, we got Doja Cat Attention again. So I would love to hear a description of what best rap song means to them because you have the, no, yeah, beautiful, for sure. you're the beautiful, lyrical, you got all the syllables in there, scientists and engineers, and then you have four pop songs, basically. Yeah, just, I think obviously I'm not the best person to talk about that. But the Grammys, you know, they were segregated. So if your skin is darker, they're more likely to put you in the rap and R&B categories rather than pop categories. It's been like that since the beginning. So it's, it's just hard to, to tell. Best rap song? Like, I just don't know how they make these choices. Because like you said, it's just so inconsistent. And they chose the beautiful poetic song. So choose all beautiful. There's a lot of beautiful music that was dropped last year that could have been nominated. And it's like, you threw, and I love Ice Spice. She's a very fun artist. But like, that was the best rap song of the year. 
and the hillbillies? Like, why are we throwing these fun songs no way. No way. to a critical award? Like I said before, it's like if a very joking movie, it's like if Barbie won the Oscar for movie of the year. It's yeah. a great movie. I loved Barbie. But is it critic? Like, should we be giving it this critical acclaim? It just feels weird. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. So then Jay-Z made a big speech that got everyone very excited. Uh, he talked about how Beyonce has the most Grammys ever, but has never won Grammy or album of the year. Then he also talked about hip-hop not being shown in the show. But like, what, is, what are your thoughts about hip-hop not making it onto primetime? Just to say on that Beyonce subject, like he makes, he said everything we just did. They yeah. don't have the consistency. So even by their standards, the most winning Grammy, uh, nom- the most Grammy nominated, uh, the most Grammy winning artist mm-hmm. has never won an album of the year. So doesn't make any sense. Inconsistency. And in regards to hip hop not being uh, in the television, I don't know. To be honest, it's been they don't respect hip hop enough. It's been shown. It's been proven. But to be honest, I don't care in the sense that I just see the results on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not. E- yeah. I'm not even watching. I haven't seen any footage. I've only seen Killer Mike receiving the Grammy, going on stage, and being arrested as well. <laughs> but other, yes. other than that, <laughs> yeah, I still have no other than that, I've seen no footage. I still haven't figured out what happened to Killer Mike, but we will give him his flowers. A guy who's been working his ass off since, I'm sure before the 90s, but started up in the 90s, made it on Stankonia on the Outcast album. He actually has yeah. a pre- previous Grammy. And Run the Jewels, one of the bigger hip-hop duos of the last decade, making album after album. So that was it's an awesome thing to see because hip-hop is slowly turning into rock and roll in the way that rock and roll loves its older artists and they can tour for the rest of their lives in these big arenas. And people used to say, hip-hop's not going to be able to age like that. But now we're seeing people like Jay-Z, Nas, Nas winning a Grammy, which is incorrect. He should have won earlier in his career. But winning 30 years into his career and Killer Mike now winning this deep into his career, I think it's so cool for this genre that it's not just a young man's game anymore. That's why politics are so involved in the Grammys because how did Illmatic, it was never written, Stillmatic, never win a Grammy, but then... Uh, 30 years years later, you have King's Disease winning a Grammy. You know, they're, they're just making up for it because they the are. quality of the... Listen, King's Disease, good album, not, but it's not Grammy-worthy. wasn't Grammy-winning. I like... To me. the So I love Nas. The only album that I've really like consistently listened to of the last five years was Magic One. I thought that was an amazing album. I love, I love that album. Magic One is the Crazy. best album in, in his Hit Boy Run. Yes, I, so we agree on that. Because these other albums, they're good, but there's a lot of, they all kind of sound the same. There's a lot of filler. But something about the energy of Magic won. If there was any of those five that were going to win a Grammy, I would have chose that one. But I don't think they, they submitted uh, Magic albums oh. to, to the Grammys, to be honest. Yeah, so that's part but, of it. I know Drake stopped, Drake stopped for a little submitting his music, but now he's resubmitting it back. I don't know. I think I think they were just submitted because Twenty One Savage wanted wanted that. Okay, yeah, that probably Honestly. makes sense. And who knows if let's Cole, see let's see if if for all the dogs gets any nominations for next year. There's no way. If there is, I'm done. That's a bad album. There's no way. It's you know, 
You wait, wait. You couldn't see first person shooter being nominated for oh. rap song of the year. Yes, I can see. All right, I thought you meant the whole album. I can see first person shooter that being makes nominated. That makes a lot of sense, right? That makes sense. I cannot see the album being nominated. I think it's just when I when I say the album is just the song, yeah, yeah like yeah. songs or yeah, best I, rap album probably. I mean, that shouldn't even be considered like a rap album for all the dogs. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a it's playlist. Hard. It's hard. It's, he just makes playlists now, but you know we're gonna get. Let me, let me ask, ask you uh, one thing be- before okay. we move on from this Grammy debate. How would you rank the five albums that were nominated for Rap Album of the Year? Okay, let me look at this list. Uh, for my own personal liking, because these Some are not hot the, takes coming. Because <laughs> I wouldn't actually have chose these albums to have been the top five. No, but listen, listen. This if my, you were a Grammy critic. Grammy if you were, okay. that's if you two were different there, if you were there making the decisions and voting, how would you rank these five albums? If I was voting from like, this is what should win a Grammy, I think they chose correct with Killer Mike. That was the most Grammy type. I would go in order, Killer Mike, Utopia, King's Disease, Metro, Her Loss. But if you ask me what my favorite album of those five was, it was actually Her Loss. Mm. I liked, like, music, music's always for certain albums or for certain different things during your day. Her Loss, I play when I'm at the gym or I'm going out with friends and we're, like, drinking. It's great for what it came to do. No, yeah, for sure. A lot of replay value on that A lot album. of replay value. Killer Mike, I listened to it. I really liked it. But it's a very intense project, so it's not something I'm revisiting as much. But, like, mm-hmm. they're two completely different types of albums, which is why it's weird to nominate them in the same category because it's like one's to pregame with and one's to go cry with yeah like if they have a best melodic rap song why don't they have a best melodic album rap album maybe that that would make sense that i think is better than putting travis in pop but yeah i like that better putting a melodic rap performance or melodic rap album but maybe to get into our weekly staple we like to catch up and select a playlist title to kind of talk about how we're feeling and what music is highlighting our playlist this week. So take it away, Mavi. What is highlighting the playlist? So this song is basically from a friend of mine. He's Portuguese. And this was a song that he played for the first time in a concert, in a show that I organized. I was actually the organizer for for a show. And he was one of the artists. It was a, a show based around emerging artists. And he was one of them, and he actually played that song before it was lo- it was released officially released. And last week they released a song with a music video. It's amazing. It's Galhitu and Champ uh, Vão. I love I love it, and I think they did a great job. Word. I'm definitely gonna have to check that out after. For me this week, I want to shout out One G West. His song and album Turbo. The song Turbo was my favorite of the album. Very much the J. Cole, Kendrick, Mac Miller vibe. Layered vocals, very catchy choruses, storytelling rap, uh, boom bappy, great beat selection. All around great album, so shout out to 1G West. Thank you for submitting that song. And to any other artist who sees this, please send me your music because we are constantly looking for people to potentially interview, to highlight on the episode or in something else. So yeah, send us your music. But now... Let's get into something that I think is one of the coolest things. I love seeing people in the hip-hop Twitter community win. You 
interviewed one of the best artists of this generation, bringing that boom bap back. He might have a classic album, depending on who you talk to. You interviewed Rome Streets backstage. How did that come together? What an insane experience, man. One of the best nights of my life. No doubts about that. So basically, Rome Streets was doing a show in Portugal. And I was, you know, so I've been, I started doing real life content last year mm-hmm. in the, in specific festivals here in Portugal. So I went and saw the Kendrick Lamar concerts and I recorded content for like with the fans and asking yeah, yeah. questions in that quiz. It was like a quiz type of video. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when Rome Streets actually announced that he was coming to Portugal, I was like, okay, I might get a chance to actually, you know, interview him, maybe meet him. I don't know. I don't know what will, was going on, but I just went there the night of the show without knowing anyone, without having any contacts whatsoever. Me and my girlfriend, she's, she's the best. You know, she's just always with me. She doesn't even listen to hip hop, but she does it to support me. And she basically was my camera woman. <laughs> and she, she's also a journalist. So she had like a, like an official journal uh-huh. media card, journalist card. So, and then we went to talk to the, to the security and we explained our situation. Like, Oh, we are, we are journalists, uh, hip hop journalists. We're trying to get this interview interview with Rome streets. Uh, could you help us? Do you know someone that could talk to us? And she said, uh, wait a minute, I'm going to, to bring someone out from the festival. So yeah, we waited for like 20 minutes and then she, she actually helped us. She, she brought like the, the communications uh, coordinator of the festival mm-hmm. and she was super nice. She was Portuguese, Portuguese and she said, look, I can't directly uh, get you this interview. I can't directly let you speak to him. But what I can do is get you a media pass. So you can come with me, come to, to our office and we'll get you guys a media pass just so to see if you can enter backstage and maybe interact with him. So she was super nice. She gave us merch as well from the festival, media passes. And then um, as we got to the Rome Streets concerts, uh, they were not letting us backstage. <laughs> Even with the media pass, they were not making it possible. So it started to get hard. Um, me and my girlfriend was, were wondering what, what we could do. We were just trying to enjoy the show, but at the same time trying to figure out a plan on how to get this right because then we were afraid that he would leave the, mm-hmm. the festival and we, we didn't grab him. So basically I saw someone uh, exiting the backstage. So I, I just went and talked to him, to be honest. Yeah. I told him, look, I explained the situation again. We're hip hop journalists. I told him I had already interviewed artists, which is a lie. Nah, that's a great. <laughs> but I just have to give myself some credi- credibility there. And and he said, "Okay, look, I we I can't do anything right now, but I'll see what I can do. Just w- wait right there where you are, and let's see if he can do something. Be, um, if he can do something after the show. So just wait after the show. Wait there. Be still and wait." <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, no problems. Thank you, man. Thank you. So then the show went went on. We were waiting, anxious, super nervous. I was just hoping we could get that done. I wasn't going to leave that festival without getting that interview. I I, I was determined by that. Determination. There we go. 
Yeah, and my girlfriend also gave me the idea and, and she said, look, let's just start, start recording content. Let's just start talking with people. I know you don't know what to say. I, don't, I know you don't have questions for, for the fans, but let's just pretend. Let's just see if we, if we can get, grab some attention. So then we just, we started recording, you know, uh, making as much noise as possible. And so, yeah, I don't know if that worked or not, but that was just something that we did as well. So in the end, so the concert was over, the show was over, and I was waiting. I was waiting for a queue, I was waiting for someone to talk to me, and then I saw Rome Street's manager um, selling, he was selling tapes, uh, about tapes of unreleased music. So he was selling it to fans, he was talking with fans, and then I called him over. I said, hey, look, I'm Mavi, and as soon as I, as soon as I said Mavi, he said, Uh, oh, you're doing the interview, right? And I said, oh, hey. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. That's, that's exactly it. Uh, and he said, oh, okay, um, come, come in, come inside, come backstage. Um, so we tried and go backstage, but the security, security were, weren't letting us, even with him saying that. But then we insisted and talked to him again, and he said, let them in. Like, <laughs> they're with us. There's no problem. Get them in there. And then we got in backstage, Uh, Rome was still signing some t-shirts and signing some merch. So then, yeah, finally, I was able to speak with Rome Streets and he said, uh, oh yeah, uh, just come backstage with us. Just come to, just come to our dressing room. It's way, it's quite there. We can easily speak and have a better conversation. And I was like, perfect. Like, that's exactly what I want. So then... We were escorted by security through the whole, through the center of Lisbon, like the main place in Lisbon. We were going through this, like we were with the security, with the manager, with Rome Streets, just walking as we, as if we were in the same team. So yeah, amazing experience. Then we went backstage. They were chill. The manager was amazing. Coach, shout out Coach, Coach Bombay. And yeah, they, they, they started asking some questions about the... West Side Gun album, and then you pray for me because uh -huh. it, it, it had just been released in that time. And they asked for my honest opinion, and then I showed him my, my account on Twitter, and he said, oh, I've seen your page. Like, he recognized my, my account, actually. That's crazy. And I, and I wondered, why aren't you following me yet? Like, if you've seen my page, if you're lurking, what happened? And then, and then he said, oh, in the end, I'll follow you. My phone is without battery. And I said, okay, no problem, don't worry. <laughs> so yeah, and then that was it. The interview started. They gave us all the time in the world. They were super, super nice. Uh, didn't rush anything. They were just chill and re replied to everything. So amazing experience. I was so happy that night. Like just having that feeling of not knowing anyone, not having any connections and just being able to get that done independently was awesome. That's, that's such an awesome story. I love the theme of fake it till you make it. And I love that you said that you were already interviewing rappers. That's really good off the top of your head to think about that. <laughs> I, I feel like most people don't know this, but for artists that aren't huge mainstream artists, if you shoot your shot, like there's a chance you can do something like you did. And I think more people can realize that if an artist is coming to your town, like if their DMs are open on Twitter, like just shoot it in high school I reached out to Taylor Bennett, Chance Rapper's brother, and I was mm. going to see him at the show. It was like a 500-person show, and I was like, can I interview you? I was like 14 years old, and I got to go on his tour bus. 
And really? I started that started like my kind of journalism, my love for journalism and interviewing people. But that's so funny. That was that's that's a very exciting story. I'm happy to hear that Rome is the man. And recently you've had some conversations with schoolboy Q on Twitter because Rome did say that he does want to work with Q, Kendrick, JID, and you are now possibly the middleman for a big collaboration in hip hop. Tell us about it. So that is honestly that could be my biggest contribution to hip hop and as of right now, you know. There we go. In their interview, I asked a question that said, um, what's your dream collaboration? Like, who would you like to work with right now outside of Griselda? And he said, those artists that you mentioned. And then a few months later, I used a photo of that. I used basically the contents of that, of that, of that, um, Interview. of that answer yeah. to make a post on Twitter. I thought it maybe it could get some attention. Maybe one of the artists could see that. And they actually did. Schoolboy Q saw the tweet and he quoted over my tweet and said, um, he said something like, yeah, let's get it done. Or um, I, I can't remember the exact words, but basically he, uh, he wanted to make that collaboration happen. And then Rome, li- Rome obviously replied, yeah, let's get it done. So then they followed back each other. And the next, you know, a few, a couple weeks later, they're posting a picture together in the studio. Crazy. So I just hope they release that song or that. I don't know what what they did. I don't know. I asked for exclusive. <laughs> As I actually liaison. asked for ex- exclusive information, but they didn't give it to me. So I just hope they officially release that because it's going to be amazing. Come on, dude. It's be crazy. In the interview, in the interview, when he said with School by Q, I looked at his manager and I said, "Oh my God, with the Alchemist." <laughs> With the Alchemist, like just imagine, because School by Q and Alchemist have amazing songs together. Amazing. So, th- uh, those three guys would make such an amazing, amazing hip hop song. Like, let's see, let's see what happens. That is, that'd be amazing. I'm really excited for Blue Lips. I think it's dropping March first, March. It's dropping sometime in March. March first, uh, yeah. I actually did. You listen to those those new songs? Yes, I really loved the one that was more like poetic and I'm yeah me titles. too blue slides yeah blue slides um beautiful song q is an amazing artist and i saw someone on twitter because i mean this with all respect with q but someone said that he thinks with this album schoolboy q can become a top five artist of this generation personally i don't know if he has the output of the last decade to be able to con- be considered top five but what, what does he mean to you as an artist is he one of your favorites let me just say that uh, regarding the two songs, I just wanted to talk about the, the both of the songs yeah. that he dropped a little bit. So I love Blue Slides as well. Very poetic. I think he worked on his rapping a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he got better, to be honest, on that song. He's just spitting. I love the delivery. His voice is very sharp right now. Yeah. It's not clumsy, clumsy. It's not dreamy. So I love that song. And the other one, it was called Back in Love, I think. Yeah. That song... It's not as good, but also it's not officially going to be on the album because I oh, okay. checked the track list and that. I compared. Yeah, we already have the song names. So Blue Slides is in the track list, but the other one isn't. So I think that's a very good sign that he he released an official song that's going to be on the album, but then also released uh, like a, a Lucy, like yeah. a throwaway. So I think 
I've just been loving his rollout. He's one of those artists that has no bullshit. He's just uh, going to give you the songs, give you the rollouts, and be very creative and very uh, interesting as well with the rollout. Yeah. So you, d you don't need to be this mysterious type. You don't need to delay and delay and delay for people to, to be hyped for your, for your music, man. If we've already been waiting for so many years, people are going to tap in no matter what. So I don't get this Playboy Cardi stuff. It's I, annoying. Well, first I'll say the music videos were really cool too. Really love yeah, the music videos. Yeah, the music videos were... Um, yeah. to the for Blue Slide especially. Yeah, yeah. But to the mysterious artist point, it is so annoying because I view it as the artist thinking they're kind of just like better than people sometimes. Sometimes they're actually just genuinely private people. Kendrick and J. Cole seem to be genuinely just chilling with their families. Then they go on tour. We're not talking about those guys. But like Playboy Cardi going on an interview and not speaking for hours while the interviewer is asking him questions. It's just like, what's the point? I actually just watched Joe Budden talking about the Grammy performance, which we forgot to talk about. That's my fault. Travis's Grammy performance was not oh. good. It was not good. It was really bad. Um, my mom was he like, was so Whoa. angry, man. I, I, f I felt bad for him. It's just like, wasn't the song he, I think he should have performed because Fiend, like you're not performing for a bunch of teenagers right now. You're at like a yeah. Grammy, like there's a bunch of suits there. And my mom's like, why is this guy yelling bean, bean? But, <laughs> <laughs> but I just saw it. That's so funny. She's like, I could do that. <laughs> but I just saw a Joe Budden clip and he was talking about how when Playboy Cardi came on the stage, He's like wearing a mask or something. It's like people don't know who you – like no one was excited in the audience because they're like, who's this guy hiding in the top of the stage? And it's just like be a person, dude. Like I like artists who – No, listen. Playboy Cardi's Playboy ego is through the roof. Like that guy – that guy's so annoying to be honest. The worst thing about everything that you said, you didn't even mention the worst thing he has done until now in my opinion – which recently was to cancel and to delay the entire tour. So annoying. That's something we talk about on the show a lot because that's like people are paying money. They're yeah. getting babysitters. They're getting hotel flights. Exactly. And you are – this is like – It's is, insane. This, it's insane. So disrespectful. So it's disrespectful. The, it's the way that we basically invest in artists. We are paying our hard-earned money. People will go in the snow, wait in line for you. And if you're sick, whatever – but to, I think it's like the third time he's pushed back to torn at certain points. Like, you're just a dick. <laughs> you know, not not only with the fans and the people that actually want to see the shows, but imagine the people that are working with him that actually have a whole schedule blocked out to work with him and are waiting for that. Maybe they they need to get paid for that. Yeah. And maybe they didn't go to other 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 jobs or, or other opportunities yeah. because they blocked those dates. So it's just it's just a mess. He doesn't care about anyone. He doesn't care about anything. And I don't know. I, I, it's just I'm I'm kind of over Playboy Cardi right now. Yeah, I'm not. So another artist who I'm slowly he's the goat, but I'm losing excitement for the album. So Vultures by Kanye is supposed to drop this Friday. For some reason, I actually think it will drop today. He dropped the music video for that uh the Northwest like Miss Miss Westy. And someone said, why don't I see people really talking about the music video? And honestly, Kanye did a poor job at capitalizing on how popular that song got on TikTok because he dropped the music video and I don't think people really care. Like out of all the Kanye rollouts really? we've seen recently, 
I just feel like Vultures is losing its hype. And maybe we'll see once it drops. Maybe it'll be huge as Kanye albums expected to be. I don't be. know. I think the last time I checked, the video already had 100k likes on YouTube. And it, how, it had how many been, views was it? If you know. The, views, the view count didn't even... Wasn't even registering, updating. Are you... Are you like how would you rate your excitement level for this album? Mm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have high expectations for this album. Yeah. I think it will be fun. Uh, I'll definitely listen to that album. But I don't know. Maybe maybe a six, seven. Yeah, I feel the same way, and it's sad because Kanye is probably like, the best artist like, ever. But he, if you keep teasing an album. And then you keep pushing it back. Just announce the album yeah. when it's done. Just wait. Finish the work and then do a super cool rollout or do whatever you want to do when you're Kanye West. But this one seems even weirder. What, than I, heard, what I heard is that, and that's coming from artists like Playboy Cardi as well. What I've heard is that they like the pressure of the world waiting for them. And yeah. they just like the pressure. That's what I, that's what I heard. But I guess they're not performing because they keep pushing back on. It's one thing to yeah, push yeah, back once, sure. but to push it back like five times, you know, just chill out, finish the album. You already put the pressure on the first drop date you missed, but you don't need to make like five different release dates. We get it. You're, you, got, you got the album coming. If you announce one release date and you miss it, the pressure's on. But you don't need to announce four other release dates. The pressure's already on. Just wait. Just finish the album. He, he just doesn't give a fuck. Oh, sorry. Can I? Yeah, you can, can curse. I yeah, yeah. Curse? He doesn't give a fuck. Like he's always late to shows as well. Like one hour, two hours, three hours late, and that just so shows they're very similar. Playboy Cardi and Cardi, the Playboy Cardi and Kanye. Kanye. Yeah, and just sadly, Kanye's music hasn't. Like, even the snippets, I'm a Freddie Gibbs stan. That is top five rapper for me really? ever. Huge Freddie Gibbs fan, and it was a really top good. What? Top what? For me, personal taste. This is not like who I think. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to confidently say it. I think Freddie Gibbs, he's my top five rapper. He's got classics. This is, this is not the debate I meant to bring up, but we're talking Bandana, Pinata, Alfredo, SSS. If you don't like SSS, that's whatever, but he's got three classics. But are you not a Freddie Gibbs fan? Top five rapper of all time, Freddie Gibbs. For me, for my enjoyment. <laughs> Look, he I makes love amazing Gibbs. music. That he was makes amazing music, but no, no that was no. that wasn't the debate I was trying to start. My point was going to be that even his Kanye snippet, which was a dope verse, the song didn't yeah. really sound that crazy to me. Where I'm like, I can't wait for that to come out, which is kind of just, I look forward to Kanye. Like I love his rapping, but at this point of his career, he doesn't seem to care that much about rapping. We got a song like, mm. like he hasn't rapped that well in a while. No, yeah, he's more of a he's more of a curator. Right. Right but now. the beats aren't also aren't really doing it for me recently. They're not. Mm. You don't you don't think the production on Donda is good? I don't really listen to many songs on Donda, and I think something's changed where Kanye has like a million producers on one song now, and it used to be more, yeah. which is cool. But like you don't always need that many people working on one song. No, yeah, and right now. <laughs> Kanye has a million producers, Kanye has a million songwriters. So it's just very hard to see what, what he actually does. Yeah, um, I miss I miss I when get, Kanye I get your points. I miss when I Kanye was the one who was making the majority of the beat. And then he brought in 
Timbaland to help him do the drums or something. But mm. I want him to be the orchestrator of it. And sometimes it seems like now he's letting his collaborators. He used to be ahead of the curve, making what music was going to be. And now I feel like he's following trends. And I like Kanye when he is making the trends, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, that's that's a fair point. I still don't think he's following trends. I think he's still trying. He's still trying to to be innovative and just be out of the box as much as he can. So I think he really tries that. But what's annoying to me, honestly, is that he's fallen back into. So he's not the forefront of an album anymore. He's not the the forefront of a song anymore. Even yeah. with the song that just came out with uh, with his kid Northwest. I think he only has a, li a small verse at the end. Yeah. I don't I know. You on that. Uh, it's, it's a little bit annoying, but yeah. So this wasn't a question I had written down, but based on that Freddie Gibbs conversation, now I'm curious. So I think I have about 20 rappers who are in my top five. I say very casually, that's a top five oh, artist for okay. me. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, okay, okay. I get it. I get it now. Like if I can name I my now. top five rappers, like it'd be like, Kendrick, Cole, Jay-Z, Mac Miller, J.I.D., Freddie Gibbs, Tyler, the Creator. Like, there's so many in my top five. Who are your, if you can try your best, who are your big artists? Mm, so, I think it depends on the way that I look at it. Are you this asking your, my favorites? Your personal, not who you think is objectively the best. If we're talking objective, you can throw your biggies, your pox, your whatever. Who is your personal top artist? Okay, so maybe top five artists that I listen to more. I definitely gotta say J. Cole. J. Cole, Cole is in there. I listen to a J. Cole album probably every week. Probably What's every your week. Favorite Cole album? Oh my god, don't do that. Don't do that. I think they're, I'm of the age. My, they're my kids. They're my kids. <laughs> I, I think I'm of the age where I confidently will say it's for your eyes only. For me. Even though I got 2014 behind me, I, I think that's I think for your eyes only, it's honestly the one I replay less. It has the less re the worst replay value out of all of them, but you just can't compete with that that title track. You can't compete with Change. So those are two of his best songs ever. Sure. Yeah, Change is my favorite. And she's mine. She's mine. Part one and she's mine. Part two. I Beautiful. don't really care for those tracks, honestly. They're so, not bad, but I don't really care for them. Folding Clothes, though, is under it's it's overhated. a good song. It's a good song. So Folding Clothes is overhated. An underrated part of music is that, for example, I haven't been in romantic love before. So I listen to love songs, but a whole world will be open up to me when I fall in love. So the same way mm, I yeah, think, for sure. if you have kids, she's she's mine. Part Ooh. one, two, are probably yeah. so amazing to you. But right Thanks. now, we don't have kids. So it's like Thanks. this. This is a. I think it's a good song, but it doesn't touch me as much as when I listen to it twenty years from now, and I'm like, I get. What no, Cole that's a fact. About. Like for your eyes only will hit harder when when I have a kid probably. And I do want you to finish your ranking, but I'll make one more. I don't even think it's a hot take, and you're a Cole fan, so I think you will agree. Kod is overhated and has some of Cole's best songs. People just get mad, and people say it's his attempt at trap albums. There's only like three trap beats on it. Kod. Motivate and ATM. The only thing I can see people not liking about the album is that ATM and Motivate are very similar songs. But then you have Brackets. Um, I wrote this down the other day. Oh, I have it right here. 
Brackets, Kevin's Heart, Once an Addict, Friends, Window Pane, 1985. Those are some of Cole's best songs, I think. So I don't like the KOD hate. Listen, I respect KOD. I think it was a great attempt at a concept album. But to be honest, I think it's his worst. I don't think it's. I think it's. Doesn't it. mean it's bad. I know you mean. I'm not it. saying. I've, what? I know what you mean. Like, he's so great that his worst album isn't a bad album. It's I love all of his albums. But listen, it's honestly annoying that some of his newer fans um, actually put KOD over Sideline Story, over Born Sinner. These <laughs> albums to me are so underrated. Sideline So underrated. I think Sideline Story, the word worst is a bad word because it's not bad. It is my yeah, least. Yeah, exactly. It's my least favorite of them. But let's continue with the other artists that you love. But wait, movie. let me just let me just say, let me just say though, once an addict is pff, insane, um, insane, 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 insane. Once an addict is an amazing song. That could be one of his best songs. Brackets talking about the taxes, friends. Wait, brackets, brackets. Wait, the the second verse is way better. The yeah. first verse is low key. It's the slow. first verse is kind. Of, the the first verse is kind of like if I didn't know there was an amazing verse after. It's kind of skippable. Okay, I get, I get what you mean there. I paid taxes, so many taxes. Where are my dollars went? I love that one. <laughs> and, and window pane, oh, that beat. Window pane, window pane is amazing as well. Yeah. His stepdaddy just had a daughter with another woman. Mama can't recover yet. It's so good. Oh. Uh, what else do we got in the top five? Okay. Dude, listen, I'm one of those guys that, that really loves the big three. Okay. Like I just There's love no them. I respect them. I love them. I hate the this one is clear of the other. I hate the this one is way better than the other. There's, For yeah. me, they're very they're on the great. same level. Like they're all legends. They're all I love them all. They have amazing discographies. Each one of them you can listen to all day and every day. So I will put those those three in my in my top five. Okay. And then Nas. Nas is definitely there. Okay. I gotta put Nas. Illmatic, the best rapper of all time for me. Uh, his discography is so amazing. And the longevity. The longevity. How Impressive. can you release six albums of this caliber 30 years into your career with Hit Boy, which is like a more of a modern, modern yeah. producer? It's just insane. And then for the last spot, I will go for a... I'll go for a wild card because okay. I think I'm already happy with my... With my four picks. I'll go for a wild card and I will say maybe Andre. Okay. It's not really a wild card, but I don't know. It's hard. The the fifth pick is hard. Could be anyone. Yeah. Could be Andre. Could be Future. Could be be a lot of rappers. Yeah. I have – it's so hard to pick my – Cole is definitely my goat. That's my favorite artist. And then everyone else is just a, a shuffle of because I love so many discographies. I think yeah. Kendrick has obviously a perfect discography. Tyler, I got Flower Boy and Call Me If You Get Lost Behind Me. Then you got Mac Miller's discography. But then I think Freddie Gibbs. I just find myself replaying. I know you don't love him that much. Replaying him so no, much. No, no, I love I love Freddie Gibbs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just I just thought you said top five rappers ever. as in as in well, what you think is the best. It's funny, we've had this take. I've made this take on the show many times. If you put Pinata, Alfredo, and Bandana in the 90s, Freddie Gibbs would have be talked about in a hugely different way. 
because those are classic albums, but because they were made kind of after that era was at its peak. I think they're still talked about as classics, but there's certain, like, if you put some of these Griselda albums in the 90s, they'd be talked about as some of the best rappers ever. I think Conway Mm -hmm. and Benny, skill-wise, are some of the best rappers ever. But it's hard because years later, that sound's not as popular. No, that that's a fair take. I think they definitely should be in the conversation for those top 50 best rap albums of all time. They should be in that conversation. But in terms of Freddie Gibbs, I love Freddie. His music, especially, his al- he's such a, a great album maker. Yeah. Uh, of course, he has help with some of the best producers of all time, with no Madlib and Alchemist. Yeah. But still, um, one thing I think is lacking from okay. him to be considered in those discussions for me for me uh-huh. is uh, the subject matter <clears throat> for Changing. me in okay. terms of storytelling in terms of uh, subject matter that actually impacts you that hits you that it's relatable like J. Cole does like Kendrick does he's not on that level for me yeah I get that I mean I think it goes back to the Pusha T quote Pusha T said that he's the Martin Scorsese of coke rap and it's like all these guys do paint movies and maybe yeah. you could say they are similar movies with each album. And at the end of the day, people roast Cole for a song like Folding Clothes, but most people are just folding their clothes. So they enjoy that type of music because it is more relatable music. And at the end no, of the day... No, and that song, that song in the context of the album is so important because it's the song that... It's not Folding Clothes, it's love. It's the love that he yeah. has for his partner. That's one of the few moments in the album that he's, he shows love for the, for the, for the yeah. partner. So. I mean, some of these Griselda and Freddie Gibbs lines are some of the most evil things I've ever heard. But it goes, <laughs> it goes back to that whole, like, Martin Scorsese thing. Like, it is kind of like I'm watching a movie with my ears. And it is so interesting to hear these stories. I mean, he, Freddie says, um, he put razors in your mouth and make you swallow with salt water. Excuse yourself at my table. And I'm like, that's, that's mean. You're a mean dude, but like these I are. I felt, I felt the pain inside yeah. my mouth. And he is, he is, <laughs> he is one line on Alfredo. I'm really bad with song titles, but it's, oh, Skinny Shug. He talks about how he sold crack to someone who sold it to his um, uncle, and his uncle died, and he knew that he's the one who sold it. I'm like, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. And that's that's deep as fuck. That's it's crazy, but. Terrible. I don't know, it's hard because... When, when you said evil lines, that's a fun game. Like, when you said evil lines, most I evil just line. remembered... That could be interesting. I just remembered the rock you in your face, rock you in your face, stab, no, how is it? I know, Benny has a line. Stab you in your face, rock your brain with your nosebone? Yes, how I know, it? yes, on, um, I know you're talking about Mob, Mob Deep, yeah. And Benny has a line where he goes... Um, he sold coke to a pregnant fiend, emotionless. I'm not a social worker. That's not why I sold this shit. And he's like, <laughs> whoa, you're a bad dude, but you you did what you had to do in whatever life you live. But it's crazy because I'm listening to it in my suburban house. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But I, that's, yeah. what, that's what hip hop provides for us. Stories from pe- different people's backgrounds. That's why I love it. But Mavi, I want to give you a place as we close up to plug your socials, what you got coming, if there's any interviews coming, any content specific, but here's the floor. So follow me everywhere. We're, we're on TikTok posting every day, every day on TikTok. I'm on that TikTok right now, right now so follow me there. At name is Mavi everywhere on Instagram. As Instagram, I'm not that active, but Twitter, TikTok is 
my priority right now, so follow me there. And we have three shows this month. Let's go. The next one coming, the next one coming Friday, and it's black. Wow. Let's see. Let's see what I can do. I'm I'm working behind the scenes. Let's see what I can do. Nothing. Nothing's done yet. But let's let's see. That's and then Mick Jenkins and then Mike. I think you could get those interviews. I feel like they'd be open. I feel like Mick Jenkins and Mike maybe, but yeah. Black will be hard. Let's see. Yeah. Well, if you made it to the end of the episode, thank you so much for sticking around. Please like, subscribe, follow me on Twitter, Instagram. You know where we're at, Adam Dash. And we will see you next time. Peace.